All right, welcome back to another episode of the Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic, Stephen Clark, and Stephen Bologna, and we are here to break down the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We are moving on to the championship round, basically NFL's version of the Final Four with the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bucks. But before we get into that and preview that slate of games for next weekend, let's talk about this week. But first, guys, what's going on? Hey, man, not much. Um, a nice, nice weekend of football. Um, pretty decent games all around. Um, I was looking back at the last podcast, we did the predictions, and I was thinking to myself while watching it back on, over on YouTube at the sports department and on, on our social media at Sports Depth Pod. Um, I should open up like some stock in Wendy's or something or something like that because um, I went four for four in our predictions. Um, so you've been sitting on that since last uh, night, probably to use that line earlier this morning. It came to nice. My mind. So, um, but great games. Can't complain. I'm doing well as well. Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm good. You know, can't, can't complain. Worked, uh, work Sunday. I, I've actually had to work the, like the past 10 Sundays and I have to work next Sunday and the Sunday after that. So I, I don't really get to watch these games, which kind of sucks. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I keep up with it. Yeah, you catch enough just to be able to talk about it. So let's just dive into those games. Last week, we started from the first game and worked our way. <clears throat> to the end, but let's go reverse chronological order just because the storylines for this game is kind of the big talking point, and that's Tom Brady and the Bucks. Tom's taken the uh, the old buckaroos to the conference championship <laughs> for the first time since uh, their Super Bowl season way back in 02, so 19 years. Tom Brady, 14th conference title game, first one in the NFC, obviously, but the, another story coming out of the other sideline is Drew Brees potentially retiring and hanging up the cleats, and Going off into the sunset in a loss, but the Bucks are moving on though. Yeah, what a sad way to go out, honestly. Like, um, I, I don't like Drew Brees. That's been said many times on this <laughs> podcast. I'm I'm not a fan of the guy because he did beat Justin and I's Colts in the Super Bowl back in 2010. So nothing, nothing it, holding a 11 year grudge, which you'll take. You you'll take until. He's in the Hall of Fame, basically, and even Probably. then well into past that. into And then I'll crap on him when he's a commentator on CBS or something, too. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's just, I feel like, a very sad way for him to go out. Um, we weren't expect. I wasn't expecting much, at least from this game, out of him. I said he was washed on the last podcast and approved it right there with one touchdown and three interceptions. Granted, one of them was tipped and wasn't his fault, but other ones during the game just didn't look good. He can't throw the ball past 20 yards down the field, and the commentators even said it on, on Sunday Night Football and all that, but Man, it's just a sad way to go out. Great career. One of the best to ever do it. I think he'd get more recognition if he wasn't in the same era as Rodgers, Breeze, all these other guys. Like if he was like a couple of years prior or even like came into the league like in 2010 or something like that, he'd get a lot more praise, but hell of a career. Great human being, great family man. And I hope I wish him the best in his future. Well, you said it you know, the glaring issue was his arm and it stuck out where he can't push the ball downfield. And when they needed him basically just sling it downfield, you know, that's when it just became ducks and were picked off. And really the best throw was by Jameis Winston on that gadget play, if we're being honest. So, yeah. you know, they have a big question mark, which, you know, we'll talk about later on in the NFL offseason. but just looking at Tom Brady compared to Drew Brees, it's night and day with the ability to throw the ball downfield with just the power and the accuracy. Like Brady was overshooting his receivers downfield, which I'd rather an overthrow than underthrow at that point. Cause then no one's getting it other than a potential interception, but breeze he's done. I think he really is just talent wise and arm wise. He, it showed a lot in this game. Just gotta, I think the cap's off. 
for Drew. Caps off to a great career. You know, really what I think might go into this was, well, first off, I'll say this. You know, we're talking about a guy that was cut by the Chargers uh, for being his career being over from a shoulder injury. And here he is going down as arguably the greatest quarterback uh, to ever grace the, uh, the gridiron, as Justin would say. Um, but I, I think as time goes on, his kids are getting older. He's going to want to spend more time with them. Uh, really the past four years, they've been honestly super, really high Super Bowl favorites, and they just haven't been able to get the job done. I think with the Saints going into the offseason, nearly $100 million in, uh, in the negative for the cap, I think it's time for Drew to move on, the Saints to, to cut ties with him. And again, fantastic career. You know, you remember the early 2010s. I mean, Drew Brees was throwing the ball 60, 65 times a game. Uh, I mean, it was, in, it was insane. And, you know, maybe that might have something to do with why his arm is, is kind of dead now because of all the times he would throw 40, 50 plus times every single game in his prime. Um, but even though he didn't play that great necessarily this year, look at their record still, you know, and look at their record the past five years. It, it, it's just been incredible. And it, it's sad to see Drew go out this way. But on the Buccaneer side, I mean, like you said, Justin, Tom Brady, you look at every other quarterback over 37 and he just, it's, it's not even close. I mean, this guy looks like he could play another five more years and coming into the season, everyone said Belichick was the reason Brady was good. And here's Brady going to the NFC championship game with a really hot chance of going back to the Super Bowl. Um, there's a well-coached Buccaneers team. Offense is incredible. And they're going to have a really tough matchup this week, but a great matchup. And they won this game in a very Patriots way, which was not taking that many shots downfield, controlling the clock, controlling the ground game. Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, you know, they did their job, what everyone expected them to do, which was just run the ball and get the first downs. We saw a few times where, you know, Arians and Brady tried to air it out on like third and two, third and three, and it fell incomplete and they had a punt. And then really, you know, I assume it's Brady saying, let's not do that anymore. And they just started running the ball. And that was literally how Tom Brady won games in New England for literally two decades. And now he's doing it in Tampa Bay. Yeah, it, it was nice to see Leonard Fournette um, have like a really good performance because he kind of lost in the shuffle in Jacksonville after his rookie year. He had a really good year he had a couple good years there and then he kind of fell off the face of the earth it was nice to see him back and a healthy Ronald Jones proves what they can do with this offense and Tom Brady wasn't even giving the balls to his stars much during the game Antonio Brown Chris Godwin Mike Evans caught a touchdown but um the other his stars didn't do much it was the guys who just are, were open at the time and Brady found them he found Scotty Miller I never heard of Tyler Johnson before but he made that amazing catch that almost like sealed the game for them at that point but man, they, they got the job done, and that's all that matters. And it's to the Bucks defense, too. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Let's talk about Devin White. He was literally everywhere and playing like the first round talent everyone expected him to be. You know, he was running down receivers, covering route, covering the middle perfectly. He, he had two big turnovers that basically led the way for the Bucks. And if we're being honest, when it was 2020 and the Saints couldn't really get any offense going, it's like, okay, the Bucks have this game, you know, because it's, it's Tom Brady at this point. And, I mean, you talk about a guy that's the highest-paid receiver in the game. Stephen Clark knows a lot about him. Michael Thomas, big goose egg on the board. Carlton Davis and uh, Sean Murphy Bunting locking him down. And they were talking all the shit they wanted to after the game because they locked him up, respectively. Uh, yeah. So, but, you know, if you pay so, a guy that much, you can't have no catches. Did you see? Boy. Yeah. 
Yeah, Carl's the slant boy, and that's Carl's true. Dad. That's all he does is run slants. And like I saw the, the tweet on Twitter. I love the ones that are like this. Like Michael Thomas woke up feeling dangerous today. Zero targets, zero catches, zero receptions, zero everything. <laughs> I love it. I hate Michael Thomas just because I drafted him my first pick too. He is very, very overrated. I have a good feeling he will not be with the Saints next year. Yeah, Whoa. Saints are in cap. They're in cap hell. They have to make some serious cuts because even with Breeze coming off the books, they're still like sixty million dollars over next year's cap. So that could be a complete disaster. And this team, you know, you hit you hit on a little bit before, Steve. Like this is one of the most dominant regular season teams for about four or five years at this point. But they built this team for Breeze too little, too late. Is kind and, of the story of it. With that being said, how dominant they were. Yes, there were a bunch of like flukes. I wouldn't want to say flukes, actually. A um, bunch of things that happened, like the Minneapolis miracle. You have the defensive pass interference. You have, um, they lost in overtime to the Vikings last year. It was a, a flip of a coin if they would have won that game or not. This year was finally a year where there was like not an excuse against excuse. them. No excuses, no nothing. The Buccaneers were the better team on this Sunday, not during the season. They shut them out during the season. Granted, they did. But this was the first year in about four or five years with the Saints in the playoffs where they can't blame anybody else but themselves. And just the kind of lasting photo is Tom Brady trying to high-five the refs as Drew Brees is just walking off the field is kind of the big takeaway from this game. And I saw the perfect uh, thing on Twitter earlier this morning where it was basically – they're saying that that game with Brady and Brady is basically like how Shawn Michaels retired – Rick Flair at that point, just two old guys <laughs> putting one down and the other one riding off into the sunset. But was that that's when it. Michaels was like, I'm sorry. Yes. Like, I'm sorry to do and this. then kicked him in the face. <laughs> and probably exactly just like that, Tom Brady will be gone in two years, anyways, being retired <laughs> by another old dude by yep. the name of Aaron Rodgers, probably. So, and with that, let's move on to the AFC game from Sunday. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cleveland Browns. And the big storyline from this game is the Browns. They almost had it. They could almost taste the AFC Championship game. But Chad Henney coming out of the bullpen with plenty of heroics as Patrick Mahomes got his head taken off. And boy, was that a concussion because right off the the hit, you could tell he was on another planet because he was not there. So who knows if he'll clear protocol in time to play in the AFC Championship game, but we'll get there when we get there. But boy, oh boy, Andy Reid having some stones, calling a pass play on oh, fourth man. and like one, trying to get the first down. Tyreek Hill seals the deal. Chiefs are moving on. Browns heartbroken, but the Browns, it's moving in the right direction. Stefanski and Mayfield were the right choices, it seems like. Now, you know, we say it all the time, like, oh, this team will be here next year. And maybe they're not, but maybe they will be. But they definitely have something going in the right direction, finally, for Cleveland. And let's set the scene here, Stephen Clark. Third and 14. Sir. Chad Henney takes the snap and rolls left. A 14-yard scramble. And then and trucking I thought, I his thought, head a little bit, too. Yeah. I thought they were going to give him the first, but clearly he was down. And I, I mean, you have a bruiser, like a guy like Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, and you're going to do a rollout pass. Uh, man, Andy Reid, he's got he's got something down there. and Big red. <sighs> big red. And now he's... So we know it's big and red. Um, okay. Based on that play call. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Um, Can't make that joke on radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was just a, a really good game. Got to give props to Cleveland. Um, they almost if, if that touchdown, if Higgins ever fumbled the ball at the goal line, it'd be a completely different game. Potential hit to the head there uh, from Sorensen, uh, white chocolate as they dirty, call him. I think dirty Dan. Yeah, 
that it was it was a it was clearly hit to the head, but they didn't give him a call. Like you said, Justin, you have to give props to Cleveland here. Clearly, the train is on the right track. Finally, this is a team that's probably going to get Odo Beckham Jr. back next season. Um, they said that they are sold finally on Baker being their franchise QB. They're not going to rush him to an extension, I don't believe, from a report I saw. Um, but yeah, they they took a gamble with Stefanski in the off season, and it worked. It works. He, yeah. Baker executes what he's asked to do, which is manage yeah. a game and make the throws and make the plays with his legs when he has to. And, you know, people argue if he was worth the number one pick or not. If it's working for your team and you are winning with that player, then they are worth that pick regardless of where they were. And that's simply the story with Baker Mayfield. Should he have gone number one overall? Probably yes. not. Did he? Yes. And now is he living up to it in Cleveland's sense of winning games, getting to where they want to go? Yeah. So it was worth the pick. Yeah. Um, Steve touched on it, I think, uh, slightly, but Rashard Higgins, um, that play was like kind of like the point, like the changing point of the game, the um, turning point. Whether um, l- let me say this right now, idiot, idiot move, idiot move by Higgins to dive into the end zone when there is no need to dive. You could have just went down, you could have ran out of bounds. It wasn't a fourth and goal, a fourth down situation or anything where you need to get the ball in the end zone at that point in time. Like, they have plenty of plays after which they could have just pounded the ball in with two of the best running backs in the league that you have on that team or a mobile quarterback in Baker Mayfield who just run it or passed it in. Idiot play, if you ask me. And, you know, looking at the hit, some people say it was dirty. Some people say it was not. You know, looking at it in slow motion, it was helmet to helmet. So, by definition, it should have been a penalty whether, you know, he was trying to take him and hit him in the head or not. But can we talk about with the ball rolling out the back of the end zone being a touchback the other way for the defense? It's just stupid. Yeah. Like for something that's like unintentional, the it, it's dumb. You know, the ball, if you want to penalize the team for trying to like, I guess, roll it into the end zone is basically what I guess they're trying to do and have someone jump on it. Just move the ball back to the 20 where the offense keeps possession at that point. Cause the fact that it's a touchback and goes the other way is just absurd to me. Cause that was yeah. a changing point for this game. It was. Absolutely. It was. Yeah. yeah. Cause like you look at, Regular, like if you're running down the sideline, not at the end zone, and you fumble the ball out of bounds, it's whoever last you. whoever last touched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah full possession. And and then when it gets to the end zone, all of a sudden, nope, you got you got to give it back to the other team now. It, it's it is it is a game changing kind of call. Um, it, it's the rule, so you got to follow it. So hopefully, the NFL maybe monitors that. Uh, and talks and it's about something it. that happens so rarely, but when it does, it's like that's a dumb, that's dumb. Like everyone, every time it comes up, it's always stupid. But let's just talk about the major thing. Browns were only significantly in this game because Patrick Mahomes was taken out. First, he was banged up on a run. Looked like he had some turf toe. Then he was able to go in, but obviously hobbling. So him being able to escape the pocket, you know, was hampered a little bit. Then I don't even know how long after, you know, he obviously takes a hit, gets concussed, and he goes out. And that's why the Browns were in this game. Yeah, this is very different from the Baltimore-Buffalo game, which we'll be talking about in a little bit, where I feel like Buffalo had that game on lock no matter which quarterback was in for the moment, whoever got hurt in that situation. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the centerpiece of that Chiefs offense. Granted, they have the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey. Great receivers, great old offensive line. Le'Veon Bell's fantastic, but it's it, he's the main piece of that offense when you take him out of that offense you saw what happened with that Chad Henney throw one of the worst throws I've ever seen in the playoff game in my life into the end zone and granted Henney got the job done he did put the team on his back when and had to be done and he got him that first down if Henney played all four quarters of that game the Browns would have won if Mahomes would have played all four quarters of that game the Chiefs would have won yeah uh, it's going to be really really interesting to see how this concussion protocol and, and how 
Mahomes is going to feel going forward. Um, you, you assume that Mahomes is going to try everything he can to, to play the game uh, on, on Sunday. I'm trying to see what time. They actually have the 640 game. The later game, so yeah. That, that, that kind of gives him home maybe a whole like morning and afternoon to kind of get his mind right. But um, also, you know, I'm not saying like I know everything about concussions, you know, never officially had one at least. But if he's tweeting and, you know, the big thing with concussions is you're not supposed to – you're supposed to be in like a dark room, not looking at bright lights, yeah. you know, not looking at your phone. You know, if that was him who was tweeting out like right after the game, like anything possible, you know, when he's cracking some dad jokes on Twitter, if that's him, then maybe it's not as bad as people think. But, you know, it could have been someone else doing it for him, his agent or whoever. But his, his brother, his brother's a TikTok star. He probably has all the. Oh, I guess I, I guess he can go play for the Steelers then. Um, so, well, you know, they're a little bit. You know, the, the Chiefs might have just said, listen, you're banged up. You're kind of out of it. We believe we could still win this game. So let's just keep you out. Not hurt you anymore. It could be a very mild concussion. You might not even have a concussion at all. We, yeah, it could we just be a don't little, know. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You don't really know until a day or two after, you know, he's kind of just, he's probably just resting away from everybody at this point, but Chad Henney earned a lifetime contract in Kansas city, probably after that, considering, you know, him playing, said like a big money contract. No, no, just, a, just no, 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 just a lifetime contract oh, in Kansas city as a backup. Yeah. Or like Romo said, probably has to never buy a beer ever again in, in Kansas, Kansas city. city yeah. He's yeah. taken care of, but yeah. you know, him playing in week 17 might've helped a little bit, you know, get him ready considering I don't even remember the last time we saw Chad Henning on a football field. Probably throwing a pick to the Colts or something. Yeah. But Brown's heartbreaking loss, what could have been almost the AFC championship game, but I think they'll be there again. Uh, the Browns final statement. Browns are not the Browns, man. No, <laughs> they didn't get clapped not anymore. All the Steelers receivers are wrong about that game. They, Can't wait till Claypool bitches about this game. They, they piss me off. So they're much. the most, they're the most unlikable team right now. Yes. They're like, losers. Literally. Exactly. And uh, we didn't talk about it last time, but then they're like, you know, because they won disrespectfully. That's why we're salty. It's like, what did they do? They kicked your ass. Y- yes, I know. They danced to Juju's song and all that. They came in and kicked your ass on your home field. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, the Steelers. But they're Ben's childish. Kind of, they're childish. Yeah, they that's are. all it is. Yeah, but, they're – oh, God. Let's but the Browns, on. bright future. Bright yeah. future. Very happy for them. Never thought we'd see that at all. <laughs> But let's go all the way up north to Lamb. Nope, the night game was. I thought you were going to say like Florida. I'm like, wait. Nope. <laughs> the Tampa the, Bay. The, the night. Yeah, that's some that's some TV news uh, directions. You're going up yep. to Florida. So yep. let's move to uh, bu- 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 the night game was the Rams. Nope. Oh, Ravens Bills. Uh, Bills up north. You're right. Yeah, there we go. That's right. where I was going. Sort of, kind of, not really. Yes. But another game where another quarterback gets the head taken off. Lamar Jackson was taken out due to concussion protocol after throwing a bad interception. And the and boy, a lot of things just went wrong for the Ravens. Justin Tucker missed two consecutive kicks, so his oh, agent man. definitely his not agent happy. Losing some money on that on a future deal, but. The Bills, they're going back to the AFC Championship game. Every folding table possible in Buffalo is going to be destroyed. Love seeing the the edits of Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen as Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley getting the tables. But the Bills are the Bills. (laughs) No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills, but they're moving on. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, a great quarterback-receiver combination. The Bills, they're a really good team. It's as simple as that. Best yeah. fan base of football. I mean, I, I believe so. You see that they they, were, they donated two hundred sixty thousand to Lamar's charity. Great, great guys, great people. <sighs> they are. 
but to the game, uh, I'm going to say, uh, you know, this is this is a Ravens team that we know that they're a good team. Kind of struggled and hit a skid mark halfway through the year, um, but now another year, uh, another loss, and Lamar kind of went back down to earth this year. Still a good season, still a good season, um, but this is a team I think that's going to shed some dead weight here. I think Mark Ingram's out. I think Calais Campbell's going to be on his way out. Um, they could they could really use another receiver. Um, the backup actually didn't look bad. Jason, oh, uh, Tyler Huntley. Never heard. He actually, he almost connected with Hollywood Brown on what would have been a touchdown. Um, and they would have had like the, four minutes to come back and try to win it. But well, yeah, that would have been one more touchdown than Lamar had the, during the, the game. The issue, what I've noticed with Baltimore, you know, the whole storyline with Lamar, you know, coming into the NFL was can he throw? How well is his arm? You know, all that crap. You know, last year he proved he can throw the ball. It seems like this year they took the ball just too much out of his hand to when he has to throw. Maybe he's not warmed up. He's not in a rhythm. And that's where he looks more and more sporadic and inaccurate because last year they were throwing it, you know, 30 to 35 times a game. Now they're throwing it, you know, 15 to 25 times a game and running it way too much. I think if I'm being honest. Too, too, it's too predictable now. It used to be like in his MVP season, it was what's he got to do? It was almost like the Titans in a way. Like you, you play for the run, but then if it's a play action or something, he can scramble and run out of the pocket and just t- toss a dime somewhere. Like it, it's always a run now, either a QB draw or a triple option or read option. It, it, it's just readable at this point. And Lamar said it earlier in the season, the other teams know what I'm running. The other it's, teams know the plays. And that was when they were still throwing a little bit. And then they went to this and it's even more predictable. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, Lamar, you know, you make the joke, uh, he's a running back, but he really, that's, that's what, what he's better at. That's what they're using him as now. But at the point it teams are containing him at least to some point. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. And on the bills front, this is a really well-coached team. Offense coordinator Brian Dable. I believe Schefter reported today that he will be back in Buffalo next year after not landing the uh, the Chargers gig. Yeah, So all the coaching that, roles kind of just dried up pretty quick for him. But we'll get into that yeah. when we get in there. But yeah. I, that's a good sign, though, honestly, for Buffalo. Keep your coordinators together. You've seen what he's been able to do, what Josh Allen's been able to do in Dable's system. He turned into a legitimate quarterback, and you can see the numbers. He's physically – and statistically getting better as a quarterback each year. Yeah. And this was a tough game to have a good game into with the crazy wins they had up in Buffalo. And Josh Allen still did what he did best. He threw the ball. He didn't run as much. He didn't run at all, really. But um, he threw the ball what he had to do. And Stefan Diggs, like we talk about every single week on this podcast, is phenomenal. And this duo is the best duo in football at this time right now. In my it's opinion. honestly like the best wide receiver quarterback combination we've seen since you know, AB and Ben were together, you know, at their height of it for those two or three years. Success wise. Yes. Cause this is yeah. their first season together and look what they're already doing. They're going to yeah, the instantaneously. And you know, yeah. maybe they take that pick and use Justin Jefferson, you know, it, it intertwinable, but Stefan Diggs has just brought a veteran leadership. He's been in championship games before. It's what the bills needed and it's working great for him. Yeah. You great know, trade. Great trade by being, you know, I'd like for them to get a running back for Josh Allen, but, you know, the defense also for the Bills, you know, they're a younger defense. They used to, remember when the Bills used to have really good defense, no offense. Now they just – they're a smaller defense, but they're a fast and they love to cover, you know, as many DBs as possible with their defense. And we saw that with a 101-yard pick six of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, oh, Tyron, Tyron Johnson, that insane – I think it tied the longest pick six in playoff history. It did, yeah. And I don't – I saw this on – right, um, The what? 
I feel like no Ed Reed has had like end zone to end zone pick sixes, so maybe am I on playoff playoff yeah. history? Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I saw a thing on Twitter, or Instagram, or something of Taron Johnson, the guy who had the interception. Um, if you see his combine when he was doing the thing where he was running and catching the ball, running catching the ball, and all that stuff, he got doinked in the head. Oh, that was him. Yeah, that he's the one him. who got drilled. No way. And he's wow. the one who had that game ceiling, I would say. Um, pick six. Um, Small world. Yeah, story of this game was just everything that could go wrong for the Ravens went wrong for the Ravens, and that seems to be the story of their of Lamar's tenure in the playoffs. Quite frankly, yeah, yeah Lamar got his one win. They stormed they stomped on the logo on the field he ran into the locker room thinking he was the next big best quarterback in the league thinking he's all that and the bills proved right there he's not all that dose of reality if the bills can get a running back and a solid number two this is a they could be even better next year and if they somehow beat the chiefs next week with say that Mahomes, we might be seeing a, a swing of the pendulum here Buffalo might be on fire at that point if they make it to the Super Bowl. Literally, we'll be smelling the flames all the way here. Did you see Josh Allen said if they win the Super Bowl, he'll go through like two flaming tables? I'm sure, I'm sure Bill's uh, management was not happy about their quarterback potentially getting, you know, third degree burns. But, you know, looking at the Bills and looking at like every single team, you know, because you're looking at the game against Kansas City, you know, every single team's kind of building towards Kansas City and the league's kind of catching up to them a little bit to an extent. And even like the last few weeks of the regular season, granted they didn't have to try as hard. They weren't like the same Kansas City team. They they they're falling off a little bit. They had a close game with Atlanta. I know the Chargers beat them, but the starters didn't really play. But they they kind of were starting to fall off. And it's like uh, any team can kind of beat them now. They're not this dominant like power team that we've been talking about since the beginning of the season. Like uh, any given Sunday, any team could possibly beat this Chiefs team. Yeah, but no one beat the Bills yet. They're yeah. moving on. Ravens, they're going home. They got some serious reevaluations to do at all levels of the team, offense, defense, not kicker, but who knows? Maybe. maybe, coaching, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But let's move on to the last game of the divisional round. And it was the first one to kick things off. And that's Rams Packers in Lambeau field. Aaron Rodgers got the win. He's sending the Packers back to the NFC championship game. First time they're hosting it under yeah. him, which is he's very happy to see. Looking at this game, Aaron Rodgers is just loving and thriving in Matt LaFleur's system. He's having fun. He's enjoying football. The Rams, you know, they are what they are at this point with Jared Goff. You know, he's going to be under a microscope next year just to see what they do with him. But the Packers, you know, everyone keeps saying, what could they have done with, you know, their first-round pick this year? They took Jordan Love, you know. Devontae Adams, though. He's picking up the slack where they don't have another offensive weapon as consistent as him because, you know, Lazard's great, Valdez Ganting's good, but they drop a lot of balls, which we saw also in this game. Didn't really matter because they still came late to win. But Devontae Adams, he beat the matchup of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he did very well. Very, very well. Um, I'm going back to your first point right there about their first-round draft pick. Um, Jordan Love? All right. Yeah. Drafting Jordan Love was the smartest thing the Packers did during the draft because it lit a fire underneath Aaron Rodgers 
to be like, hey, I'm not this old washed up dude. I can still go. I can go out there, take this team to the NFC Championship. I can win an MVP at how old I am right now and prove to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league with all these up and coming guys like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen on the rise. I can prove to be that guy. It lit a fire under him. And we're seeing it right now, how they're going to most likely carry this team to a Super Bowl. So that was one of the smartest things. Wasn't intentional probably, but Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, man, he's different. He is different. He's on another level this season. And that's all I got to say about Aaron Rodgers. Imagine if they took Justin Jefferson with their first round pick and not Jordan Love. I mean, this team would be at a whole different level. I mean, props to Rodgers for just throwing that pick back in their face. I love it. Props to Matt LaFleur for getting them to three or two straight NFC championship games in his two years there. Uh, Devontae Adams got so much swagger with him. Uh, and this is a Rams team. Steve Wycheck reporting that uh, apparently Jared Goff and Sean McVay have not been on the same page recently and their, their relationship needs marriage counseling, <laughs> as I quote. And, and that um, doesn't sound good because it sounds because looking at the Rams, McVay's the golden boy, if we're being honest. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't, they would rather, I think they're in a situation where they'd rather cut the quarterback than cut the coach. And usually it's the opposite, as I we saw in see, Philly. Yeah. I could see a trade coming pretty soon. Jared Goff for someone's first round pick. That's pretty high up there. He'll be in Indianapolis. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I'm okay with that. I'll take him. <laughs> Until he's three weeks in, has two touchdowns, seven interceptions. I'm done with this guy. Get him off my team. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Give me back Rivers. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're receiving core. In um Adam and I almost called him an Aaron Rodgers in Green <laughs> Bay. It's basically the same. I mean, if they win a Super Bowl with him, they might rename the town Aaron Rodgers for him. Honestly, uh, but their running game too is just kicked up all of a sudden too. Aaron Jones, we've known this for the last couple of weeks, has been really good. AJ Dillon, fantastic rookie. Jamal Williams is back, being healthy too. They're they have three solid weapons. They have a one-two three punch. Ooh, they're scary. They're just very very scary. And a really good secondary. Jair Alexander is out of his mind. Uh, Kenny Clark, too. A really yeah. good uh, yeah, nose this, tackle for them. This is that's a my, really – name. Kenny or Clark? Kenny Clark, yeah. Kenneth oh. Clark. Oh, I was going to say, if it's his first name, it'd be yeah, Clark, 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 Clark. Yeah. <laughs> but see, they could spell it then Clark as the first name without the E and then the last and name the with the E, e. so it's different, yeah. That's something I would do <laughs> my child. I feel sorry for your firstborn son. <laughs> You'll be Anyways. slightly slightly inebriated, and then you'll be uh, Clark Clark. <laughs> Clark, Clark. Name him Cole. Cole Clark. Clark. Hmm? Honestly, have a nice <laughs> long ring. shot. Cole Cruz. Oh god, nice ring to it. Anyways, like you said, Steve, their defense is great too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they spent all the right money on the right free agents on their defense with you know Preston and Zaire Smith, Zadarius Smith. Um, but you know, secondary really good, and Aaron Rodgers is playing great football. And the Rams yeah. have to reevaluate a lot of things. Yeah, Rams have a great Bowl defense here. Oh. Bowl prediction. I think the Rams will run it back with this defense one more time. And if they don't win the Super Bowl next year or go far, I think they're going to trade Aaron Donald. I don't see Donald. I see Ramsey going. I'd see, I think they Donald, keep – Ramsey. There's, I think there's a I, lot that you can trade on that defense. I think they would keep – Donald at all costs. He's he's their Lawrence Taylor. You don't you don't let him generational talent. You know you could get first round picks for Ramsey for Leonard Floyd. You know maybe Goff. You know you don't trade Aaron Donald. It would come back to haunt them. I mean, this is they're not winning, and 
the value would be so high. I feel like it's an option. It seems I, that Donald has become I really, really, think they're just, just I really frustrated that they can't win. I really think they're just a quarterback away. You know, Goff, he's our generation's Alex Smith. I think at this point, well, he'll win you games, but he's not going to go out and throw you back into games at this point. Like, he can manage game and win it for you that way. But when it comes strictly down to his arm, it's not going to happen. Now, maybe it's because he's playing with a half a thumb at this point. But next year is going to be a make-or-break year for him and this Rams team as a whole. But one thing's for sure for sure is McVay's not going anywhere. I absolutely oh. not. But with that, this podcast is in the books. We're gonna do some baseball in the week, and we're do we're in championship week at this point. Only <laughs> three more games left of left of football, and then we're done. Boy, the NFL season flew by. But Clark, where can people listen to all of our podcasts? Yeah, guys, thank you guys all for listening to this episode. Us three appreciate it. Joe and Jesse who aren't here appreciate it. Um, make sure you guys um, are subscribed on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sports Depth Pod. That's Sports D E P T Pod. Justin said it best. We have a baseball episode coming up. We're going to be predicting the championship round, so that's fun. Maybe we'll throw in a basketball one in a week or two because some things are starting to heat up there, like um, what we talked about, James Harden, but things are starting to get crazy with the COVID stuff. So hopefully the season continues so we can do a podcast. And then, of course, most likely a wrestling recap will be later in the week. So I would stay tuned to all that fun stuff, and we'll see you in the next episode.